Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath you could ever bring, I live for you.
Good evening. How y'all doing? It's good to be doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Good. It's a blessing to be here uh, in the Lord's house with the Lord's people. Huh? Um, before I begin, does anybody have anything they'd like to share? Any? Praise reports or prayer request. Good day. Anybody else? 
went, she had, she was diagnosed with cancer, but they was able to cut it all out. She's not going to have to have radiation or anything. Okay. All right. Anything. All right. All right. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. Amen to that. All right. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, we just want to thank you today, Lord, for just allowing us, God, to, to see another day, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your marvelous creation, Lord God. We just uh, give you praise, Lord, above all names. Father God, we just adore you and just thank you, Lord God, for just allowing us to be able to travel safely, Lord, uh, to get around, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for all the amenities that we enjoy in our life here in America, Lord God. And Father, we are so blessed, Lord God, that we are able to gather tonight uh, without thoughts of someone coming in and stopping our services. Um, Father God, we realize that we have brothers and sisters around this world, Lord, who meet under the very threat of their life, God. And Father God, we don't want to uh, not allow this opportunity to pass by us to draw, to draw closer to you. Uh, Father God, we just... Uh, we just thank you, Lord God, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your son who came and died and lived a sinless life, Lord God, that we might have life, Lord. And uh, Father God, we just uh, we just give you thanks tonight, God, because there is no one like you. And God, we just honor you uh, with our words, Lord God, with our hearts, Lord God. And we uh, pray for Mr. Terry and his family, Lord God. We just ask for comfort at this time, Lord God. And Lord, there's still nothing beyond you. There's nothing that's surprised you, Lord God. And, and Father God, we just lift him up, Lord, and we just thank you, Lord God. And uh, Father God, we just thank you for Miss Pam, Lord, and the healing in her brain, Lord God. We just give you all the glory and the credit, Lord God. And we just again say thank you, Lord God. And we pray for um, Sheila's uh, friend, Lord, who has cancer, Lord God. There's nothing that's greater than you. There's no name that's above your name. And every name shall bow, Lord God. And we send our words to go to work uh, that these things will be rebuffed and repelled, and Lord God, that your uh, might will reign supreme. It's not by our power nor our strength, but by yours, Lord God, your spirit, oh God. And Father God, we just give you praise, Lord God, uh, for all things, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God, that you are in the midst of your people. And Lord, as we praise you, Lord God, we want them to be a sweet incense into your nostrils, Lord God. Let them be a sweet incense, Lord God. And Father God, we uplift the pastor tonight, him and his family, keep them, Lord God, and and again, God, we are ever mindful uh, just how great you are. And again, God, we give you praise. Amen. 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 So I've been talking the last few times that I was out here up here about upgrading our lives, right? And you know, we we talked about the settlers, you know, they, they didn't want direct TV, they was okay with cable. And in many parts of our life we we have settled in not enjoy the fullness of our walk with the Lord. And, you know, when I say these things, I always make it important that I'm not challenging anyone's salvation. I'm not talking about whether you're saved or not. I'm just talking about to the degree at which you've matured and you're walking with him. And tonight, I want to, again, talk about upgrading our life, but I want to talk about upgrading our thought life. Tonight, I want to just talk about upgrading our thought life, okay? And... Um, <clears throat> I'm basically on call uh, 24-7, right? And I tell my guys, it's a reason that they pay the bill on this phone, right? <laughs> you know, it's a reason they kind of let me use it for free, right? 
and, and what they found is that, you know, people who carry their phones around, particularly work phones, they're what they would call more productive because they tend to read more emails, respond, you know, when they're not at work and, and anything like that. So, uh, but what happens to me is when I get these calls at like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, it kind of messes up my little bit of sleep pattern. You know, and then my mind just starts racing, right? And then it takes me a while to settle that thing down. Next thing you know, it's five twenty-two. You know, y'all know how I do the, the alarm at five thirty, and then it go. You know, you would, you know, so it's just yeah. So you do that little math. You know what I'm talking about. And uh, and so, but <clears throat> so guys, I want to talk about our thought life and and how important it is. Um, <clears throat> Mark Twain said it like this. He said, "What a wee little part." of a man's life are his acts and his words. His real life is led in his head and is known to none but himself. All day long, the mill of his brain is grinding in his thoughts. Not those other things are his history. Uh, Jonathan Edwards said, the ideas and images in men's minds are the invisible powers that constantly govern them. Okay. Uh, let's go to the word. Let's go to Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7. Verses uh, 20 through 23. Mark chapter 7. 20 through 23. And, I, and I, y'all know how I'm kind of interactive, right? So. Um, and I'm going to ask you a question. This is not one I necessarily want you to, to say out loud. You can if you feel like it, but uh, I just want you to think about this. As a believer, what is your greatest challenge? As a believer, um, what, is, what is our greatest challenge? Um, and the answer is not sin. Because as a believer, sin was defeated on the cross. The, the penalty of sin, okay? So we were saved. Remember I talked about salvation being in three parts. We were saved from the penalty of sin. We're now being saved from the power of sin. And one day we will be saved from the presence of sin. All right? So our biggest challenge right now uh, as believers is what we allow to come into our mind. Look at this in Mark. 7 and 20 says, and he said, who's he? It says, he, that which cometh out of the man that defileth them, that which cometh out of the man defileth them, for within, out of the heart of men proceedeth evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Okay? And from thence he arose and went into the, the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into a house and it would be have, have no man knew it, but he could not be hid. So what is Jesus saying here? He's saying it's not the things that come out. Only the things that come out were in first. And I'm, and I'm here to say that sin does not originate in the mind, but it does settle there. <laughs> okay? So in order for us to have sinful behaviors and sinful 
uh, thoughts, they first originate in our mind, okay? Um, let's go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Very familiar uh, verse of scripture, right? It says, finally, brethren, this is Paul talking. And he's saying finally because he has spoken verses 1 through 7. He said, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, what? Think on what? These things. Think on these things. Think about it. What gets us into trouble? Is it thinking on those things? It's thinking on other things. Okay? So Paul is trying to give us a disciplined thought life. Paul is challenging us to upgrade our thought life. If we, if we go back and read, let's start at verse 2. Um, <clears throat> verse 3 says, And I entreat thee, trust yellow... Yo, fellow, help these women which labor with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with my other fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, I say again, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts in what? Minds through whom? Christ Jesus. Okay, I said in Sunday school the other day, one of my favorite uh, passage scriptures, Isaiah 26 and 3, it says, And thou, talking about God, will keep uh, you in perfect peace, whose what? Mind is what? Stayed on thee. Right? When your mind is on God, you have peace. When it's not, you're not. <laughs> keep your mind stayed on him. If you want to be peaceful, let your mind be on Christ at all times, no matter what you're going through. Don't don't succumb to thinking about uh, things that are going to take you away from him, okay? Um, <clears throat> I like to, um, you know, guys, there's a great gulf in our life, right? J Jesus said, I think it's in John 10, he said, the, the thief comes with what? To steal, kill, and destroy, right? And Jesus said on the other end, so that's on the other end, he said, I came that thou might have life and what? Have it more abundantly. And here we are in the middle of that thing. Huh? It's two. It's, it's dichotomy, right? It's two opposing views. So, guys, how does that happen? We're all believers. Why? What makes us uh, gravitate one to another? What, why is he stealing, killing, destroying? Listen. Why? Why are we not enjoying life, enjoying it more abundantly? Because a lot of that deals on the things that we think about. I want you to think about your thought life every day. How much do you think about things you can't even control? I wonder if she's going to return my phone call. I wonder if he's going to pay me that money back. I wonder if it's going to rain. <laughs> All these things we fill our life with and our minds with, okay? Everybody got that drawer or that closet that's old stuff in it. Okay. Or that room. <laughs> or that part of the house. <laughs> right? Or that garage, right? Right? Well, we got to have two garages. I know one's got to be for storage and then one for the car that we do bring inside, right? <laughs> right? 
what, what are we doing, guys? If y'all like me, you got something that you might, you, you hadn't used it in 10 years, but you might need that thing. You, you know, yeah. So we got to hold on to that, that thing you used in 1977, and don't, right? And you got a cord right now. You don't even know where to go to, but we got to save it because it's a unique cord. <laughs> guys, that's what our thought life is full of. Guys, how in the world are we going to have a decluttered life if we don't have a decluttered thought life? Every now and then, we just need to throw everything inside and out. Listen, uh, <clears throat> my boss and I have challenges from time to time. But um, when, when he first came here, when he first came, he, we used to keep everything. Like we, we had stuff stored, and, and one day he went to the place and said, throw that away, throw that away, throw that away. I said, no, man, we, throw that away. That old, that old, Joe, we don't need that. We don't need, when's the last time he said, I said, man, we, I don't really know. Throw it away. Man, it just, all that stuff was gone, and. After a while, guys, we, we realized we didn't really miss it. Yep. It was something to what he was saying. It's like, if, you don't, if you're not using it, if you hadn't used it within so long, why you still got it? And I'm like, I'll let you know that after a while, because I can't answer that. Right? And guys, what happens is our thought life gets cluttered like that, and then we, it starts slowly er uh, eroding and taking away our peace. Mm -hmm. It starts taking away our peace. Let's go to uh, Mark... Um, Chapter 4, Mark, chapter 4. Um, Mark, chapter 4, we're going to be at the uh, the first verse. We'll go down to 20. I'm trying to get my life right here. Mark, chapter 4. So th this is Jesus, right? Jesus is about to, to teach those who are with him uh, a parable. It says, he began... And he began again to teach by the seaside, and there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea. And the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables, and he said unto them in this doctrine, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass that he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth. And immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. And when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it and yielded no fruit. And it yielded no fruit. And others fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some thirty, some sixty, and some hundredfold. And he went on to tell them that was about the mystery of the kingdom of God, right? So a lot of people call this the parable of the sower. I like to call it the parable of the soils. Because the seed is the same in each situation, right? What's, what's different? The place that it lands. And that's like the word of God. Like uh, the word of God is the word of God. But in many instances, it's not going to benefit you, but to the degree that you allow it to change you. Just hearing it is not necessarily going to change you. It just means you heard it. There has to be an application of it. There has to be something that applies to you and changes you, and you no longer do what you did. 
You no longer think like you used to think because the word of God has saturated. Look at the different types of soil that it falls into, guys. What's the first one? In verse 4, it said it fell by the wayside. So the same seed, it just fell down. And what happened? It wasn't protected. It didn't go inside anything. And so the birds, the fowls of the air came in and devoured it. Again, the seed is still good. What happened the second time? It fell upon the stony ground. Okay? So, guys, you can think about each one of these seeds being a different level of commitment of the mind. The, the seeds that fell on the ground, no commitment, no heart. The seeds that fell upon the stony rock, little commitment, little heart. Okay? <clears throat> it says, um, and some fell among thorns, and, and thorns grew up and choked it out and yielded no fruit. So here it is. It, it's, it's been in church, but it ain't produced nothing. Go to church, but don't nothing come out of church. Right? Guys, and I said this the other night, this place has to be a place where only things happen here because God is here and we meet him here and then only things happen here. People still need signs and wonders. It said, others fell on good ground and did yield fruit, and it sprang up, increased, and bought 30, some 60, and 100 fold. Guys, the economy of the kingdom is amazing. I was talking with some guys out there about working. We was talking about putting more money in our 401k. And, 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 and so I, I started thinking about this thing. So we're going to put 5% of our pay into the 401k hoping that on that 5% that it brings back 0.05. <laughs> and we like this. And we like this. <laughs> the Bible says that if we take that seed that is his word and we allow that thing to get into our mind and start changing how we think, he says that, that he will return 30, 60, 100 fold. So what we should be doing is trying to find investment vehicles in the kingdom. Good God Almighty, why has the pastor got to do a four-part study on tithing and giving? Man, that thing is designed to give back. It's in his word. Good goobdy. So we made an announcement Sunday about our, our program and, and you know some things we're trying to do and Man, the Lord's so good. <clears throat> and, 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 and I'm not going to call any names. I, I asked somebody, uh, just come up to me and give me some cash. And, and after I found out that it wasn't just made, because I wrote on it real hard. And uh, <laughs> I put it too light, had a little, had, keep a little sharpie in my pocket. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I, I realized that person ain't got a lot like that. So I immediately went to my chair at him and I just prayed over that thing. And I said, Lord, return it into their bosom. 30, 60, 100 fold. All these people that are partnering with us, bless them 30, 60, 100 fold. Mm. We make this thing hard, man. We know, we know the pastor here preaching, right? I mean, he don't need to lose no more weight, but he done lost two pounds because he's going to preach so hard. He's going pour into his life. Pour into his life. Listen, that thing can't do wrong. That's his word. We, we send our words to work. 
We believe what you say, Lord, because what? I'm changing my mind. We're not going to get, listen, we, you just go to church and, you know what I'm talking about, we, they, they pass that plate around different times, right? So all you would do was divide the money. You weren't going to give but a dollar, so what you want me to do? I can't divide this dollar but so many ways. Send around more offering plates and not what we need. We, we need more heart commitment. So, guys, it's not the seed. It's the ground on which the seed falls, right? Um, the degree to which we have submitted to the principles of the kingdom reveals to what degree Jesus has become Lord of our life. We need to understand there's a difference between being saved and being transformed. We can be saved without being transformed. We can't be transformed without being saved. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Let's find that. Romans 12. And while we're looking for that, I just want to say this. <clears throat> the degree to which the moon is aligned with the sun is the degree to which it shines because it has no light of its own. We should be a reflection of Christ in that manner. We shouldn't be around here producing light. We should just end up being the light. Where did that light come from? That's the light of glory. Huh? We get ourselves in trouble. When we, even in good, even in good we, we, we can get in trouble trying to do good. Okay? This is Paul. What does he say? He says, I beseech you, brethren. Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, he's begging us. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which, are, which is your reasonable service. And be not what? Conformed. What is conformed? When you look just like it. To this world. But be what? Transformed. Is anybody challenging your salvation here? No. Be you transformed by what? The renewing of what? Your what? Your mind. So y'all remember, okay, it was me, it was me, it was me. So when I was a kid and I was in high school and, and, and we used to get these, uh, I think it was some Adidas or Puma. I think I had some, some Pumas. And, and, and we had what we call fat laces. And, and, and what you do is you get some fat laces, and they was really fat laces. And, and what we do is we get the color of the lace will match on that outfit that day. Ah. And then we, we used to have a little old brush, and we used to spray them shoes, and we take that brush and lay that suede down. Huh? 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 And then, and then some of us had some big old funky belt buckles, you know what I mean? Like, okay, so, okay. Then some of us had the old Michael Jackson jacket. Okay. All right. My, my, my point is, we spent, we, we get up real early, I'm just getting all this laid out, like, the, like uh, we take them jeans and we lay them things down, had a crease in it. You know what I mean? You could stand that thing up, your jeans up. They just, you know, you had no starch on. You know what I'm talking about? You had no starch on where they could just talk and walk on their own. Huh? Listen, we spent all that time doing all that. I remember being in college, uh, you know, during the, during the semester, uh, you know, the girls, they would, they would come in with their hair done, you know, have, have you know, just 
just all looking all nice. And then on exam day, they have a cap on backwards and a toe in a, <laughs> in a sweatsuit. <laughs> right? Those things, listen, those things that were important to us when we were 12, we should have a different set of values now that we five times that. Why? Because our mind should be transformed. We shouldn't be thinking the same things that we were as Christians today that we were when we were baby Christians. Again, I'm not saying you're not a Christian. I'm just asking you to what degree you're a Christian. To what, to what commitment level have you allowed Christ to come into your mind and allow him to reside there? It says, we renew our mind that we may what? Prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Will of God. How are we going to accomplish the will of God constantly trying to get God to agree with us? <laughs> Lord, you know it's good, right? Lord, this is a good plan, right? I thought so. No, no, no. It don't, no, it, it, it doesn't go like that. We submit ourselves to him. We, he, he, the Bible says that his ways are higher than our ways, that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Didn't say you didn't have thoughts. Didn't say you didn't have ways. He's just higher. Amen? All right. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I didn't know where my glass went. That's a bad thing. All right? <clears throat> so, <clears throat> when Paul talks about uh, going back to Philippians, uh, Philippians 4 and 8, I, I want to take a note here that there's a difference, guys, between positive thinking and biblical thinking. The world has, as it always does, has infiltrated the church. And, and we take on kind of worldly philosophies and try to put a spiritual thing to them. And, and, and we hear people talk a lot about positive energy. And um, I, I see people, you know, some of my Facebook friends say, send positive, positive vibes. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Like, I, I, I don't know what that is. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to do that. I can pray for you earnestly, you know. You know, I can do that, but I don't know what sending a positive vibe is going to do for you exactly. Um, <clears throat> but we take these, these worldly things and we take it in church and says, uh, and one of the things that we've done is that um, we've kind of bought into the worst philosophy that if it don't make us feel good, then it can't be good. That if your words aren't positive, then they aren't edifying. So what happens is, if people only say things positive to you, those are the only things you receive. So anytime anybody tries to correct you, you will take that as a negative and then they're trying to hurt you. In the church, guys, we must have correction. In the church, we must challenge one another in love. We have to do that. And guys, this is one of the things that, that, that breaks churches down because we don't challenge one another. We, we, don't, we don't go say, hey, Mike, man, uh, you're leading the, the men's ministry, but you haven't been there in three, three sessions. And so then we make excuses. Well, what happened was uh, he's not late for work. Fellas got a car game down the street. He's always on time for that. Matter of fact, he got the car dealt for everybody to get there. So why can he make... Because we won't change our mind, we're we too busy trying to make friends instead of pleasing the Lord. We won't change our mind about how things work. 
He said, think about all things are true. And guys, what happens is when we when we when we when we get sucked in, in this thing, we lose our discernment because we, we then rely on our natural self. And 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 listen, anything that puts pleasing the flesh over pleasing God is of the devil. It's demonic. Every now and then somebody needs to tell you about yourself in love. Do it in private. Because we care about one another. Some child uh, that we might not even know is out there near the road. Are we going to say, well, that's what they want to do. Bless their hearts. <laughs> Grown person, back it out into the road. Uh, we don't know. We say, well, they, they'll, get over, they'll be okay. Just let them drive. No, you don't do that. So why do we allow people just to walk around in error? Why don't we take the time to say, hey, brother, I love you, man, but you can't, you can't do this anymore? What's wrong with that? <clears throat> let, me, let me see how I can say this. Y'all listen to me now and work with me. America is one of the only nations that I know where fat people are poor. It's not because when they get these cars and people go to the store, they can't get other things. It's what we choose to do with our money. It's a matter of discipline. It's a matter of discipline. <clears throat> so when we, when we try to correct one another, and, 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 and again, it's in love. If it, didn't, if it isn't pleasing to our flesh, we have a tendency to, to reject it. The Ten Commandments. They're about our relationship to God and about our relationship with each other. They are what they are. What are they drawing to do? They're trying to draw us closer to him. They're trying to tell us what pleases him. And so, so we don't do them because they don't feel good? The word of God is not like a buffet. I don't know we just say, well, you know, I, I like those. But no, not a, none of those, please. <laughs> I like those do's and don'ts, but mm, not so much. So and so, somebody tries to tell you something in love, you have a tendency to reject them. And you know what happened? You end up pushing them away. And then you wonder why people don't talk to you. Because you won't receive it. Why? Because you don't want to change the way you think. Guys, when you wake up every day and you think the exact same way you did yesterday, you should be like, oh boy, I missed out on an opportunity to get better. When somebody comes to you who has a different train of thought than you do, why are you pushing those people away? Even if the, the way that they think is different than the way you think, at least you know how they think. It's okay. So I, I, put a, I put a post on Facebook, I think it was yesterday, might have been a day, and I just quoted the CDC, and I said, 78% of all people who die from the coronavirus are overweight. I didn't make that up. I put source down there so it didn't come from me. It wasn't my thought. I found it, didn't know that, so I posted it. Okay? I'm really just trying to give information because, you know, I, I, okay, you know, maybe, maybe we just take better, take better care of ourselves. I, I didn't know that. So, guys, I went and looked it up. <clears throat> so I'm six foot one, about 214 pounds. Okay? I am overweight. 
according to the BMI index. Matter of fact, I am 1.8 BMI, whatever that unit is, away from being obese. Do you think I care what that BMI index says? I, I go take a physical every year. Y'all work with me. That's just a number from the season. They don't know me. You know what it said my weight should be, Michael? Between 144 and 188. Listen, if I came around here 144 pounds, y'all thought I'd be on Feed the Children. <laughs> and I'm not talking about as a sponsor, but, but one who need to be fed. If I was around here 144 pounds, you'd be like, Joel, are you? <laughs> you know, you okay? Everything good? You, you and Sandra good? Y'all okay? Like, <laughs> like, no, she's just not feeding me. Should, no, 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 no. I, I don't want to be 188 pounds. I was that in high school. Like, in, so what I'm saying is, so that, that type of thing doesn't take in your, your body's type. Your, you know, but guys, y'all can't take that personal. You take it as information. Okay. I, you, know, you know what I'm saying? But people can't talk to us guys. Because we're, we're, we're so defensive. We, we, we take everything as a personal attack. I, I wasn't attacking you personally. But again, things like that have to make me think, too. Like, okay, I, sometimes we need to change our approach, how we share information. But again, everything is done in, should be done in love, right? Guys, there are certain situations in our family that we don't address because we don't want to hurt people's feelings. We, we have sibling rivalries. Daddy does favor this child more than the other. Mama knows that, but we never speak it. So then we wonder why the children, because we wouldn't take the time to address it. We have to change the way we think in order to grow and to get better. Listen, guys, let's not just go through life. Let's grow through it. Huh? Let's, let's, let's take every, everything that's in front of us as an opportunity to learn and to grow and to get better. If somebody want to challenge the way you think, that's all good. It's okay. It's all good. Let, let people challenge the way you think. You might learn something. You might learn how to release, uh, reach a non-believer. Maybe, maybe you, you encounter a non-believer. Hey, guys, you know, what is the percentage of, of Christians that share the gospel? It's very small, like 2 to 4%. Why is that? Is it because we don't believe the gospel? It's not that. You know why? We don't want to be rejected. Every day, when she look go to work, she get all kind of notices. Back taxes. Some certified. You know what she do? <laughs> she put it in your bin. <laughs> it's your name when it belongs to you. Does she take that personal? So when you get that mail from the IRS, say you owe uh, $217,000, you're going you gonna to yell and scream at her? You know what she's going to do? <laughs> hey, it's the truth. She's just delivering the truth. Why are you mad at her? What you should be mad at is them six vacations you took six years in a row and then pay your taxes. That's your decision making. It's not her. We should encourage people and have honest and open relationships. People should be able to come to us and not feel like when they leave they're going to feel any less of a person. That they're going to be encouraged, uplifted. That you might learn something. You might, you might gain a different perspective. I'm not going to say that perspective is right, but you might change something. 
So I, I don't I don't know if y'all noticed or not, but if you ever talk to a young person, I mean a young person that's probably around their mid twenties or less, um, they y'all work with me. They think many of them now think that weed is like no big deal. Y'all y'all do know that, right? Like it's not even news. It's not even uh, so the same people that promote it told you that cigarettes are bad, say weed is good. I still don't get that, but that's a different story. Um, so if y'all talk to them and you try to have a conversation with them, they'll tell you about how. Um, you know, God made it. Well, I okay, you try. You ain't had no conversation. Yeah. But so that don't feel good to your flesh as a Christian, right? But hey, it is information. It is something you can go pray about. It is. It is something to say, God. How can I reach people that think like this? Why? Why blow up in the middle of, of the conversation and hang up on them when they reveal to you their heart? Guys, listen now. The same way that that good seed fell on good ground, we can change that thing around. If we change the content of the, content of the soil, we can get rid of the bad seed. Huh? How does that happen? By the renewal of the mind. How do we do it? We keep speaking over them. We keep having positive conversation. We don't turn them away. Listen, we don't condone what they're doing, but at least we're having a conversation. We're having a conversation. Some of us can't have conversations because we take everything personal. You know what God told me one time was wrong? He said, <clears throat> I was telling the Lord that something hurt my feelings. And he, he said, son, your feelings won't hurt so much. You didn't value them so highly. <laughs> Y'all know how you do when God gets you. You can't really say nothing when he comes. You know what I mean? You'd be like, show you right. Dead men don't have feelings. How you going to hurt a dead man? We should be dead men walking, dead walk to our old lives, our old way of thinking. We're constantly trying to find, God, how do you see this? The counsel that you got in your life, the counsel that you got in life, the one who you always call when things go down, what do they share with you? Does it come from this word? Is it, is it coming from the holy book or is it coming from their thoughts? You counseling the people about your life who not saved. They telling you to put some plant in your house to get rid of bad vibes. You got a psychic number on speed out. Somebody tell me I open their palm. I'm, I'll be there in a minute. What you doing? What you doing? Well, grandma said, I know, but she's not here and she didn't know more. You got this word. Guys, how often do we take the time every day to meditate on it and let it meditate on us? How much do we take the time to say, Lord, you know what? I need to hear from you today, and I want to hear from it out of your word. We got to be able to purge the old thoughts, the old ways of thinking, the old, the old things that kept us where we were. We got to purposely every day make a conscious decision and say, I don't want to think like I used to. You know what I find out when I, when I deal with young people all the time, right? And this is what we've done. We tell them they deserve great things. But we ain't told them they have to be great themselves. <laughs> you deserve great things. Well, mama, bring it on. I believe that too. Why don't you be great? Why do I want to be great? Because God was great to me and is good to me. So I deserve to be good to everyone around me. I'm changing the way I think. The world used to be about me. Guys, just an inside secret. I'm sure it happened to you believers too. My life got better today that I realized the world wasn't about me. 
I didn't know that for a long time. I thought everything. When I started, when I started pouring into other people, y'all saw. I realized, listen, man, I got it good. Guys, there was a. This is a true story. There was a. There was a lady in Chicago. And they call her Garbage Mary. <clears throat> and uh, she was always around going through trash cans. And uh, <clears throat> and one day they got a report and uh, ended up going to Mary's house. They, they committed Mary. And when they went into Mary's house, they found all kind of treasury notes and all kind of bonds and found out that Mary was the daughter of a rich lawyer and she was worth over a million dollars. Guys, how often do we allow our stinking thinking to keep us from our inheritance? And we round here blaming everybody but ourselves. I tell I tell my young people, you want to make it where the change in your life occurs because you change and not because you're waiting for somebody else to change. That my life going to get better because I choose to do better. So y'all know my buddy Brian, right? So I know you all know my buddy Brian, um, five years under. So anyway, I donated a kidney to him. Five, I don't know. I don't know. Five, I think it's five years ago now. So, so listen, so he, he called me the other day. He called me the other day. And, uh, and we talked. I don't know, two or three times a week. And he said, man, he said, I couldn't call you this morning because I've been crying. And I said, what's going on, B? And he said, man, I got accepted into Duke Divinity School. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he said, uh, the, the folks who do their missions called him and, and told him that they were so impressed with his application that she wanted to call him and talk to him personally. He said, the paperwork coming. But I just, just want to let you know how impressed I was. And so, man, I was excited. I told Sandra she was excited. And, 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 I, and I told Brian this. I said, I've always said this. I always said that my dad was the mayor of No Excuseville. But I'm going to change that and say he was the founder, and you are now the mayor of No Excuseville. Guys, any one of us can take a situation in our life, plant a seed there, make it as fertile as we want, and, it's, and that seed is true, and it come up, but it bring up corrupt fruit. It is true that somebody hurt you deeply. It is true that somebody did you wrong, and you can fertilize that thing, and it, and, but what fruit is it going to bring? So if that, if that fruit ain't bringing about the goodness of God, more revelation of God, don't plant it. Everything that's true don't need to be spoken. <laughs> the devil will tell you just because something's true, you need to keep on repeating. What's he trying to do? He's trying to mess with your mind. Let's go to uh, Philippians. I'm, I'll wrap up here soon. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2. First, 
Let's, I'm sorry, let's go to Hebrews 12 and 1 first. I'm sorry. Y'all work with me. Y'all work me. Y'all work me. Hebrews 12 and 1. And while you find that, uh, uh, Patrick Buchanan said this, the food that enters the mind must be watched as closely as the food that enters the body. Hebrews 12 and 1. It says, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside what? Every weight. That weight is not necessarily sin. It could be something true that's happening in your life. But it has become a weight. What is a weight? Anything that holds us down. So the fact that, that uh, mom has a disease and it's, and it's deteriorated, that is true. But to the point that it becomes a weight, it says, look, it says every weight and what? The sin. So there's the weight and the sin. They're two different things, but they'll end up doing the same thing to you. What is that thing they'll do to you? They will easily beset us. And let us do what? Run with patience. The race that is set before us. See, on earth we run and in heaven we're seated. <laughs> the Bible says that we are seated with Christ in where? Heavenly places. It's a place of rest. Here on earth, we're seated there, we run here. We got to run this race. Many times, guys, you know that the, the problem is not the thing that happened to us. It's our response to the thing that happened to us. Yeah. And sometimes you got to have patience to, with yourself. One of the things, and again, I use sports analogy, basketball analogy. So one of the things that's really tough for a right-handed person and for particularly little people is to make a left-handed layup. So you have kids, and, and they'll come up, and they're like, no, nah, I can't do it. Well, you can't do it if you never do it. You can't do it if you never do it. How are you going to overcome some of the things you've always done in your life? If you never stop doing that thing. Because we're afraid to try something new. How many of you right now, somebody brought a dish to you that you never had? You said, mm -mm 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 -mm. Why? Why would you do that? It ain't the cook. It ain't the dish itself. It's your mindset about the dish. I'm sure I wouldn't like it. Why are you sure you wouldn't like it? It's different than what I've had before, basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> we got to change our mind. We got to change our mind, okay? Second Corinthians. I'm going to get there, too. I'm going to get there, too. I'm going to get that too. Just hold that. Just hold your finger. You got plenty of fingers. Just hold that thing there. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verses um, 4 and 5. 4 through 6 actually. 2 Corinthians. It says, look here. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but what? Mighty through God to pulling down the strongholds. Where are these strongholds? Is in our minds. It says casting down what? Imaginations. Where are those imaginations? They're in our minds. Every high thing that exalts itself, where is that at? That's in our mind. Against what? The knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity what? Every thought to the obedience of Christ. 
We had to make a conscious decision to understand that every thought that we have did not come from us. Some of them came from other places, other people. Some thoughts were activated. You ever been to a place and somebody, somebody speak in a certain way, in a certain tone, and it remind you of somebody you used to know? And that memory that person used to know bring back thoughts about that person? I was speaking to a cousin the other day, and I was speaking to a, a lady named Miss Robinson, and, and, and I laughed in a certain way. She said, boy, don't do that. You sound like your mama. <laughs> and, and then she paused for a minute, and, and I could say, you know, she's getting a little emotional, she's, and, and she said, I got to go. I didn't do anything. What happens? It's in our thought life. I, I say that to say, hey, listen, guys, this is just something that we got to do on a daily maintenance. Every day you got to examine your thought life. Now, Tim, believe this or not, years ago I seen Michael go to the club. I, I wasn't there. And, um, and, 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 what, and what happened before he went in the door, because I was at home reading the Bible. And, um, <laughs> and uh, what they used to do, they, they used to shake him down before you got in, and they take that, doo, 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 doo. what were they doing? Checking for weapons. Check for weapons. Because they knew if weapons got inside, no matter who had the weapon, it could do damage. Mm-hmm. Whether it was the five foot two female or the six foot four male. You got to do that with your mind. You got to shake some thoughts down at the, at the door. Listen, why is it that when you get that phone call and it's that unregistered number, you don't answer it? Because you don't want another call about your expired car warranty. Or student loan. I'm like, wait a minute, what loan are you talking about? No, that's not me. Why don't we take those phone calls? Why don't we take the one that said, hey, welcome to Marriott Hotels. <laughs> you want, like, no, no, I'm not, no, I'm not paying five days. No, no. We avoid those altogether. Why? Because we don't even want to get into the conversation. We don't even let that. You got to do that with certain thoughts. When they first come up, when they first come into your mind, as you say, no, I'm not thinking about that. Listen, we got to take control of our mind and not let it control us. You got to say to the mind, listen, we're not thinking about that today. You're right. Mama is gone. She is no longer here, but you know what? She taught me enough that I can make it. She taught me enough. Listen, I have times, listen, I have times when I miss my mama like crazy. But I realized one day, that she was preparing me for the day she wasn't going to be here. Amen. Are we preparing our kids for the day we're not going to be here? Or are we letting them every day, you need me, boy. <laughs> you need me. You need me. You can't do without me. Huh? Gotta, why? Listen, because when we were little, somebody abandoned. So now we live in our life through, <laughs> trying to make sure what happened to them. <laughs> what happened to us don't happen. Got to change our mind. Got to change the mind the way we see things. Philippians 2 and 5. Let me end up with this. Let this what? Mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What does that tell me? That means I can be saved but not have the mind of Christ. Paul said, let it. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, 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 let it. Not going to force it. Let it. 
Let this mind that was in Christ Jesus be in you. Change your mind. Change your mind. So, so Sanders on this thing about me eating better, and I'm, and I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay. So, <clears throat> you know, back in the day, you used to eat old Pittsburgh, uh, uh, the lettuce, right? Oh, uh, Ice, iceberg. iceberg. I said Pittsburgh. <laughs> that, that wasn't that funny. It really wasn't. It really wasn't that funny. It is Pittsburgh. Y'all just don't know no better. And uh, so, you, so the son said, no, that's bad. Okay, so we, so we started eating a little spinach. I'm good with that because I like it, right? So then, you know me, put some old ranch on it. <laughs> I mean, that's, if it's, what's, what kind of salad if it ain't got ranch on it? So I said, no, that's, that's not good for you. What you mean? That's, you put ranch on salad. She said, no, you need to try this balsamic. I, said, man, I, don't, I don't, about who? <laughs> Where that, man, like vinegar water, man? What in the world are you doing with some, with some seeds in it? Guys, guess what I like now in my salad? Yes, I do. <laughs> Got to change your mind. And guys, listen now. If we can change our mind about those things, yeah. what can happen? We change our mind about heavenly things. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If he can bless the salad, surely he can bless my mind. Amen. 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 All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, we just thank you tonight for your word, Lord. Father, we just ask you right now to show us anything in us that does not resemble your son. Father, help us to cast anything out, any thought that does not come from you, Lord, that comes to harm us, to, to, to tear us down, to, to draw us away from you, Lord. Help us to arrest each one of those thoughts one by one, Lord. Lord, we want to be more reflections of your son, not a greater version of ourselves, Lord. We want to be a reflection of your son and the goodness that came through him. Thank you, Lord God, for just allowing us to be here tonight. Bless these words, Lord God, that they meditate upon our heart, Lord God, that, that it changes us and draws us closer to you, Father. And again, Lord, help us to set aside every weight, every, every sin, Lord God, that, that, that tries to tie a yoke around us to draw us away from you, Lord. Lord, help us seek that life which you have placed before us. And again, Father, we just uh, bless you tonight. We give you great praise. In your son's name we say thank you. Amen.